Uh, hello, it's uh, Luigi here. Uh, welcome to VUCCAST. Uh, let's go! Ho, ho! Hello, it's the VUCCAST. It's episode 129. My name is Stephen, and today with me I have Daniel. Hi, Daniel. I'm wearing a dressing gown because it's cold. Cool. And we also have <laughs> Troy. Hello, Troy. How are you? I'm good. I'm not wearing a dressing gown. I won't ask you what you are wearing. <laughs> um, I am wearing other clothes. I'm just wearing a dressing gown over the top of it. So like yeah, anyway, we're back. It's, it's a book cast and we're going to talk about some nintendo in news, what, what little there has been. We've managed to scrape some stuff together and hopefully we'll... Make an interesting show out of it. Uh, what have we got? A bunch of Splatoon stuff to start with. The last Splatfest is happening. Oh! Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's it's kind of an awesome Splatfest that it's Kelly versus Marie, who are the... They are the presenters on... Is it... What's the TV show that they present? Cheese TV. It's not... No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a TV show. They just do the news updates. Yeah, I, I think it has a name. But anyway, like the little news update that comes up whenever you play Splatoon to tell you the In Copolis News. Yes, that's the ticket. Yes, they tell you to stay fresh at the end. But yeah, um, that's the last Splatfest. It's, and it's worldwide. We don't get a cruddy one and anything like that. <laughs> so that's nice, I guess. But yeah, it's a bit sad that it's the last Splatfest. I feel like I didn't play enough of them to... Yeah, same. <laughs> Yeah, I got in. On I mean, we all know that Kelly's going to win anyway. I can't disagree. Which one's Kelly and Marie? To show you how much I've played. <laughs> well, it's Kelly, and then there's the other one that has a name, I think. But what's the colours? Of, which one's green and which one's blue? Uh, purple. Okay. Purple is Kelly. Green is the other one. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The other one that's not worth mentioning. So the, uh, the twin that gets left in the in the attic because she's the evil, ugly, horrible one that no one wants to. They're not even sisters, so... Aren't they? No, they're cousins. <laughs> they're just good sisters for TV, well, gosh. I mean, because they actually yep. show up in the um, in the story mode, don't they? And it's like their uh, grandfather or something is the old squid. Yeah, anyway. so they're just related through him, I guess. I do like the, like the subtle lore they have in Splatoon, and it just sort of... Yeah, like Nintendo that. are actually pretty good at that, just world building basically and this is just the epitome of it so have you made your choice daniel is it kelly or the other one um i don't know i you know, i love are Splat- we a split vodcast i love the, i love splatoon i just never play it because i'm playing other stuff and it's just i i think i maybe have taken part in one splatfest well in in absence of any sort of decision from daniel's side we're going to declare the vodcast officially the kelly cast yeah um, so, um, so that takes place on um, <laughs> on July the twenty fourth, doesn't it? I believe so. Yeah, July twenty second till July twenty fourth. It's over that weekend. And um, also, yep. Splatoon's also twenty five percent off in the eShop up until the twenty first. Next July. week, I believe. Yeah. Uh, between I, July eighth and twenty first. So yeah, you'll hear about yep. it here before it actually starts. Assuming one I last thing with week. it as well is that mm-hmm. it's going to be the first. And I guess only Splatfest that uh, you get to vote for what maps are going to be in the rotation. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. I don't know how they're doing it. Something along the lines of they're going to send you an email to uh, Nintendo network IDs that are attached to Splatoon players. Okay. Nothing yet, but... I don't think there's any maps that I particularly dislike, but it's a pretty neat idea and a bit of a shame that it's only appearing in the last one. Yeah, I, I guess... It's just making an event of it. It should be good. And, of course, the Amiibo are coming out uh, for the Squid Sisters, which kind of coincides with the whole thing of when you tap them in, you can set the um, <coughs> have them perform in the plaza. Oh, okay. Oh. So we lose that from the Splatfest, <laughs> but you get it back from the Amiibo. So. Well, <laughs> I mean, good things. Are, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, that's Splatoon. Uh, what have we got next? New Pokemon Fighters coming to the yes. arcade, but not confirmed for the Wii U so far. I would say most likely they would come to the Wii U. Yeah, I mean, the, I the mean, game, why wouldn't they? I mean, Pokemon did quite well sales-wise. I think it even outsold Street Fighter V. Um, 
at first. I don't know if it still has. I hope Street Fighter Five's had I, a bit I of. I think a, it at least performed better in reviews. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Oh well, no, I mean, um, on the US MPDs, it like because it came in a month after Street Fighter Five, and it sold it. Um, I don't know how they work it out because um, the MPDs don't give out numbers anymore, but people figure out from various stats and stuff that it did sell more in its first month than Street Fighter Five sold in its first month in the US. They don't count digital, though, yep. do they? So that could don't throw things it. out of yeah. whack. But, I mean, yeah, because Nintendo would have to report those numbers. Yeah, true. I wouldn't be. Su- and they don't like doing that. I wouldn't be surprised if um it gets sh- if it, that DLC comes to the Wii U. I mean, because there's well, I mean, there's so much else happening for the Wii U this year. Um, yeah. Uh, one point of detail with this: it looks like the arcade version is getting three Wii U fighters. So uh, Garchomp. Brazen and Shadow Mewtwo. Yep. And then it's the fourth one that we just haven't seen at all before. Ooh. So that's the one that we're hoping to get on Wii U. It'll be another on, Pikachu variation. See. It'll be Dunn's yeah. <laughs> Um <laughs> No, Trubbish. No, trubbish. Trubbish. <laughs> no, it has to be a good Pokemon. Um, it can just throw, it'll just throw trash at people. I want- How funny would it be if it were Flareon? <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind um, Hit, Hitmonchan or Hitmonlee. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that, but a lot of other people are saying that there's already too many Gen 1 Pokemon in there or that I want another one or something stupid. Yeah, I mean... I, 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 would, I would love to see the the Mons. I want to see more fighting types in there. Um, that sort of a... I thought it was exclusively going to be what, what's when his, I first heard about Pokken. What's his... Yeah, I think that's what everyone thought. What's his name? Hariyama, the um, sumo wrestler fighting one from Gen 3 would be nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'd look. If we get a Pokken too, oh, yeah, yeah, easily. I think it's interesting because I've never really seen that Pokemon in, I guess, a semi-realistic way. Like it always looks very, I guess, sort of cartoony or flat shaded with all of its like the way that it's drawn in all the games and show and stuff. So it'll be really interesting to see is Hariyama actually hairy or is it just weird leathery skin or what. Well, it's so weird playing po- Pokken because it is. That's like the most high definition Pokemon we've ever seen. Um, yeah, Sceptile makes me uncomfortable. Well, yeah. it's just just like the fur on Pikachu or like um, Braxian. It's subtle though. Yeah, that's what I like about it. It's just adding texture, but it's keeping the shape and form, mm. which is really clever. Like Lucario looks great in HD like this. Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah, can't make any complaints about Lucario. Some of them are a bit weird, but Lucario just, yeah, looks as as perfect as I could imagine him being. I would love Breloom to show up because he's a little mushroom kangaroo thing. And... Yeah, maybe an assist. I think there's a couple of yeah. Pokemon in the data files that they data mined. So we'll see where that goes. If not, well, then just give us some Infernape because we always need more firefighting types. Clearly, clearly. And I mean, there's a new generation coming soon, so it could even be a next Ooh, gen. Oh, that'd be an idea, actually. There might be even more fighter fire, eh, fighting fire types in the new generation. Not that they've been revealed yet. Well, I'd well, love well, to see a fighting type cat. Yeah, that I'm not cat. Gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but speaking have, speaking of new Pokemon, yes, they have mm. revealed a whole bunch of new Pokemon for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, the headline says, says seven, but there's more pictures than seven in the article, so I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Um, but. They're all lightning that? types, I think. Okay, so Almost. yeah, I see. Well, okay, one, two, so three, four, five, so six, the trailer that came out the other new. the mm. trailer that came out the other day um, that was all just showing off a bunch of new electric types. But then I think like that. Oh, what was the Z special from um, X and Y? Yeah, three of those are alternate forms of him. Um, oh, okay. And there's a koala one because Hawaii is stealing our animals, um, and they can get stuffed. And then that little dog thing, which should probably be just like your trash mob Pokemon early on. Yeah, it's got an English name now as well. I can't remember it though. Yeah, neither. Or like I can it's remember like there's there's like the little um oh, the little flying cute bug thingy mm-hmm. that everyone seems to be going nuts about. I can't remember its name either. We're horrible at this. I like the little uh, Pikachu thing that they've got. Little hamster. Yeah, that's or, clearly the Pikachu of this is generation. Shooty Fly? Yes, that's the one. Such a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. There's like weird lippy fish. 
Vika Vault that looks dragon like something thing. from Monster Hunter. Yeah, it totally does. Drumper the dragon thing. I'm like, what the hell is that? It's just hanging out. It just oh. looks like a dragon hanging out. And then there's the Pokemon it's buffs. Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Buffs. There's Puff the Magic That's Dragon. The combi Van. Pokemon, yeah, the Combi Van Pokemon and weird... Teethy, bitey fish are the... Apparently, that's a real thing. Okay. It's like a fish around Hawaii that actually has, like, goofy teeth like that. And it's a bit... Uh, Sea life. Why do people go to Hawaii? That sounds horrible. Well, volcanoes (laughs) and and that, and Dog the Bounty Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, keeping it on horrible, the Devil's Third servers are dead. Or going to be dead very soon. Poor Devil's Third. I just... I just bought it on sale because I just want to see how bad it is. I feel like most so, people did that, and I wonder how, like, legitimately how much of a percentage of sales were just like, it can't be that bad, can it? Or just like, <laughs> oh, nah, I'm sure it's fine. It'd be better than Lost Reavers. It'd have to be. I wanted to give that a good shot, but I didn't have anyone to play with. I mean, I'm sure I, I would, didn't miss much. But I tried a bit of it, I'm like, uh... Yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I want the money back. I paid for it. Free game. Yes, yep. yes. I want all the money back. I got for it. Well, yeah, they're closing the servers off at December 29, 1 p.m. Japan time. And I assume that applies everywhere else. And yeah, apparently, apparently there's an in-game currency called Golden Eggs. And you can't buy those after June 27, which I guess makes sense. The last thing they'd want is for people to buy stuff the day before they stop being able to use it again and then get very angry. I mean, I saw in the gaff thread, yeah. I mean, there are a few people who actually played the online, so mm. they obviously don't yeah, have yeah, that, that's... Splatoon or anything else. Um... <laughs> as much <laughs> Well, of... I heard that it's actually not bad. Yeah, as much of a, like, crummy game it may or may not be, it's still a bit of a bummer that, like, less than two years after launch, it's just not going to be playable online. Like, I don't know, it just really makes me a bit sad and concerned when you can just get games that shut down after X time when they're no longer like valuable to keep going. And I guess this is a side effect of not having a subscription service for online play on a Nintendo console. Yeah, you might it's, be right. Well, I mean, it's, it's like with the whole Wi-Fi connection going down, like, like that's still... That was a different thing, though. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's the same sort of like any online service going away is going to suck because that's part of the game that you're never going to be able to experience again. Mm. I mean, a, a big yeah. a big problem I'm having, like going through with the DS games um, for the Touching Is Good videos, is there's, I mean, I, I just finished Dragon Quest Nine, and there's so much stuff in that that I can't access at the moment because it requires access to the online store that it had. Um, but I would like to experience that, and the same with Devil's Third. Who knows? Maybe someday, ten years down the road, little Jimmy picks up Devil's Third for his. Wii U that he's bought at some retro store and wants to play it, but he can't experience the online mode he's heard so much about. But that'll I be guess a situation. It would happen. be like a precedent for them shutting it down because there's no one to play with anyway. Oh, so yeah. even if the yeah. service were up, he'd still be missing out. Yeah, yeah true. Got to have know, someone I'm... to play with regardless of the service. I'm just talking dribble, really. So just. But yeah, that's. It's sad that there's going to be points, you know, a point in the future where you can't play any sort of video game. It is, you know. It's certain modes will be locked off forever, but on, on to positive it could news. To a, a better game. On to yeah. positive news. Metroid Prime Federation Force. Everyone loves this game. It it's has got a amiibo. Yeah. Well, um, no, it doesn't have its own amiibo. I should cl- I should clarify. It has. Um, you can use existing Smash amiibo with it. And oh. from what I can gather, it just unlocks like a skin for your little boxy, <laughs> not Samus yep. man. Like, they should have an amiibo yep. of the not Samus man. <laughs> that would be amazing. It would be made out of paper, I think. Uh, yeah. Papercraft. <laughs> Just have it as a guest character in Paper Mario. So it's basically what Ace Combat did, I think. Yeah. A lot of games do it where they'll just have skins. I guess, why not? I'm sure Nintendo give them a... You know, for, for people that aren't... You know, games that aren't made by Nintendo, I'm sure they get some sort of incentive to include amiibo functionality. And here, I guess, if one person buys a new Samus amiibo to unlock the cool Samus skin, then... It's probably paid for the dev time, I guess. Who knows? Feels so yeah. bad for that game because it lo- it looks perfectly fine, but it's going to die a horrible death at retail. No one's just gonna. I mean, I was looking forward to it 
absolutely, because it's a Metroid Prime game. And then Triforce Heroes kind of got me a bit nervous about putting multiplayer co-op in a game that doesn't normally have it. Yeah, although, like, Four Swords had showed that Zelda can work well that way, but I know what you mean. Triforce but, but, Heroes didn't yeah. really so, do so much the, for me. I mean, the studio that did this next level, they made Luigi's Mansion. That has an amazingly fun online co-op mode. Luigi's Actually, Mansion 2, Actually, it was clarify. pretty fun. Yeah, so... Yeah. I trust I trust Next Level. They have done nothing to to let me know that this is going to be a bad game. Every game they've made, I've enjoyed. I think this is going to be fine. It's yeah. just not going to be the Metroid everyone wants. I guess we can just to to save us talking. I'm sure we've talked about this topic a bunch of times, but who knows? It it might be fun. It's probably not going to be looked fondly upon for being the Metroid game anyone wants, as you say, but. I'll give it a try. I'll see how we go, and I'll tap my amiibo on, and I'll get a skin that'll make me a bit sad. As long as someone at least <laughs> once mentions the baby, I'll be happy. <laughs> That'll oh, just... That better be an in-game emote. That would just be our. <laughs> he just and also remember me, cradle the baby. <laughs> I hope he's in it because he was awesome. Yeah, he was. All right. Well, on to. <sighs> I no, we can't even link this. The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wind has to sell two million copies for it to be worth making, apparently, or at Breath least financially wild. worth making. What Breath did I the, say? Breath of the Wind. Oh, soz. Well, Should be. Well, the wind speaks. <coughs> to I know. Me. So two million copies is that for both NX and Wii U? Just like in general, I think they've just yeah they haven't really clarified. So I'm going to assume in general. Two million doesn't seem like a lot for a game of this caliber, but then again, for if I mean, it's, it's all like, anecdotal on my end. But I know a lot of people that bought the Wii U for this game. Sucks to be like, them. Oh, it really does. <laughs> but I don't think people are gonna deny themselves playing a Zelda game on some sort of boycott. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'll have any trouble. I, I mean, uh, is I there guess. anyone? I don't know. I get people buying a Wii U only for Zelda, but there's still a lot of good content on it that I can't see anyone being outright upset about it. It's still coming out for the Wii U. You don't have to buy an NX. By that, I mean people know that there's a Zelda game coming out on the Wii U and that pushes them to buy it ahead of time. Yeah. And then I I, I just recommend, like, you know, your Splatoon and... Oh, like, uh, Vuk, uh, Vuk had a great article about why now's a really good time to buy a Wii U. There are so many good exclusive games on it. Yeah, Amiibo Festival, I mean... <laughs> How could you go wrong? Um, Devil's we, Third. We, we Party, you... Um, Fun- I actually Wii quite liked great. that one. Yeah, Funky sit Bar. down, Daniel. We Party is fantastic. <laughs> as long as it's better than Bloody Mario Party 10 or whatever it was that we're playing at Vuk's place a few... Months ago, Mario Party 10 is basically we party you with Mario characters. So, I think Bowser Party had a lot of potential there, it just didn't go far enough. Anyway, we're getting off track. Yes, let's. Uh, (laughs) I guess speaking of grabbing a Wii U for for Zelda, if you want to, you should do it now, according to Nintendo, because they won't be around forever. Yeah, um, genuinely, I think it's a good console. You know, games-wise, I'd, I'd agree with that. But you'd have to be a pretty big Nintendo fan to get the absolute most out of it at this point. I think sort of seeing, like, Xbox Ones go for two ninety nine at the moment, it makes it hard to justify to someone unless they are, for some reason, a Nintendo fan that hasn't got a Wii U yet. But... Nintendo's got mm. no... Ne- I mean, they don't need to drop the price because they're not really motivated to sell lots. I mean, it's end of life. They know it's not really going to attract any more developers if we sell a 10 million more units now. Um, they're, they're more than happy to just ride out with what stock they've got left. And hmm. um, I mean, like it, it's still in high demand in Japan, but they're just not getting the stock because they're not making more stock. Yeah, I guess it's sort of hit, yeah, as you say, hit end of life and it's just... They don't want to make more than they're going to sell, so they just dole them out until they're gone. As far as I know, uh, Australia's pretty scarce on supply, so it could just be a, a matter of reshuffling stock around as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Taking stock from one country, putting it into a country that is selling. Come to think of it, I don't think I've seen a Wii U at a shop for a long while, actually. Not that I've been looking, so maybe I'm 
just making that up. Who knows? Pretty sure EB. You don't even see them advertise that much. Mm. Mm. Um, let's see. Clearly, we've exhausted all we can say there. Grab a Wii U if you want one. Uh, Sega 3D Classics Collections being classified in Australia. That's pretty exciting. Woo! Yeah, there was a little bit of a huff about this one when it was released elsewhere. Yeah, did it? It came out in the US, but not here. Am I right? Yeah, I, I um, Stephen, have I mm-hmm. mentioned that I have a US 3DS? I don't think occasionally. I have. Um, I mean, yeah, I picked <laughs> Probably it up once I, a week. I picked it up. <laughs> I mean, I got it when it came out, and that was, like, earlier this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a bunch of... I think there's only, like, one or two games on there that didn't come... That that aren't on the actual... The eShop? Yeah. Yeah, I was just actually going to ask that, because I've got most of what I think I'll actually play already just by downloading it. So I question whether this is worth grabbing for me. But it, I know a lot of people that just refuse to buy stuff digitally and if they can get a physical copy they'll pay more or wait for it so maybe maybe those those people will be very happy because i'm pretty sure it's um 3d here. 3d power drift that's not on the eShop. Oh, um, and apparently puyo puyo am i yeah, saying yeah. yeah puyo puyo 2 apparently is not on the collection well it is not on the eShop, but is in the collection and the three uh, Master System games, which is Maze Hunter, Fantasy Zone 2, The Tears of Upa Upa, and Fantasy Zone. Oh, what? You can't get Fantasy Zone digitally? Well, you can get the arcade version, but not the Master System version. Oh, okay. I see. I don't know enough about it to say whether one's better than the other, but that's oh. interesting. Yeah. I like Fantasy Star, but even I don't know much about the differences other than i assume the master system version doesn't look as nice as the arcade version yeah it's probably a fair assumption anything to say troy or shall we move on i am not much of a sega fan i mean you'll, that's, you'll fit that's right in here <laughs> <laughs> i thought you're um, i thought you're a sega fanboy steven i'm i like sonic games i liked sonic games <laughs> but yeah, nice correction. Sega, um, Sega of Europe, um, and her, um, I guess here they've been really funny with announce like not announcing games for the 3ds. Like this took a while for them to announce. Like you think this would have been a surefire hit for them, but they haven't. And the same with um, Seventh Dragon, which is coming out in the US in a few weeks, but they've said nothing about that coming out to the rest of the world. Speaking of saying nothing to the world. There's a reason why Nintendo hasn't spoken about the NX yet. Oh, I need a lie down after that segue. (laughs) Apparently, I mean, they've told us that there's a reason why they're not talking about it, but literally have not given any indication as to what (laughs) said reason is. So there's not really much to say, but apparently there's something that's they're afraid that other console manufacturers will, I guess, copy or take inspiration from, and they want to make sure that they get their thing out before people can... I, I mean, that makes sense from a business perspective. Yeah. But at the same time, I'd like to think it's like an integrity thing. It's like motion controls led to connect, and we just don't want to have that <laughs> well, weighing on our conscience. Yeah. You know, even even Buddy Sony had the, um, what's it, in the PS3 Move? controller? No, the PS3 controller had motion control in it. Mm, yeah, the six-axis Yeah, stuff. so I don't blame her for being a bit gun-shy about it, but even then I'm still like, well, what, you know, it's still... What is your idea? Because you can't think of anything else, really. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think well, I don't know, this this whole like announcement, release, whatever you want to call it, just seems like they try. They have to say something because nothing's been said about it for so long. Just so that I guess it keeps it in the public knowledge and means that we don't think they've forgotten about it. But I'm not expecting to hear much until like you know, December, January sort of time frame, a few months before it's around. And I mean, you say that they have nowhere to go, but I'm pretty sure that people were thinking that before the Wii was announced as well. Like, yeah. where can gaming go yeah. from here other than looking better? Um, They're basically in the same sort of position now, like a console that's kind of flopping and they're not really doing much with it for a while while they pick up a new console and, yeah. Yeah. Similar. And I mean, it's that principle of uh, if you sell people what they want, I mean, sometimes you have to sell people they've, what they don't didn't know they wanted. Yeah, yeah. That, that's <clears throat> that's yeah, pretty much perfect. I think it was like the Ford, the guy. Yeah, said who found that that like like if you ask people what they wanted, they want just like a more powerful horse. Yeah, <laughs> like 
Yeah, that's a perfect description of what I think will be happening here. Hopefully, hopefully they'll surprise us with something we didn't know we wanted, or maybe it'll just be a bad PS4. Who mm-hmm. knows? <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, I'd be fine gosh. with that. I'm, I'm happy. So, uh, on the NX, because that's all we have to talk about, um, Nintendo have come out and talked about uh, what they think will make the NX a success or what they hope will make the NX a success. Uh, Speaking with the Financial Post, they were mentioning that specifically they need to have the right content and mentioned Breath of the Wild, not Breath of the Wind, uh, (laughs) to be among the titles they're very excited about and hopefully to be an immediate reason why people will want to buy the NX which is interesting because it kind of you know implies that people are going to want to get the NX and it'll leave the Wii U version seeming like an inferior game, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and they also mentioned that they need to be able to clearly explain what the console is in a simple and easy way. And I think that's something, a point <laughs> of criticism that literally everybody had about the Wii U. Like, I don't think I've heard a podcast or an article that talks about the Wii U and its success or failure without saying... Nobody knew what it was. Everyone thought it was an add-on for the Wii. So they're hopefully yep. hoping to avoid that, I guess. Um, and, yeah, and it's a, hopefully combining those two things, they were saying that they hope that third parties will be attracted to the platform because it'll be, you know, there'll be people enjoying the machine and hopefully selling lots and they'll be able to bring third parties in because that's been another traditional sort of falling point for Nintendo pretty well ever since gosh like super nintendo is probably yeah. the last one that had major third party support you had a bit with the wii but that was more of a well even ooh, even then exciting. super nintendo was a little bit more shakier um like the nes they had that locked down but then the super nintendo mega drive was a viable option and mm. like ea pretty much was exclusively on a mega drive and, and sega were a lot less um like locked down they didn't have all the old policies well, that nintendo had on the nes we'll take any old shit yeah, pretty much, Absolutely. and there's going to be a lot of good stuff in any old shit, so I guess it worked out oh, yeah. well for them. Well, I mean, that's what happened with the, Wii, with the Wii. We got a lot of shit on there, and some really good yeah. hidden gems. No way. Well, yes, that's that's that, unless anyone had anything more to add about what will make the NX a success that we don't know anything about, but it's got a really good secret. I guess we'll see. You, cool. you press the play button, and, it gives, <laughs> and just puppies just come out of the screen. And video games happen with the puppies. So it's like real yes. puppies, and like, like you know, after a week of playing it, your house is just overrun with like a hundred puppies, and it's like, what the fuck am I going to do with this shit? Yeah. It prints puppies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, it prints money, then puppies, puppy money. And so, for the last piece of news for for this exciting and dynamic <laughs> fortnight of podcasting, uh, there's been an interview that Miyamoto has had, or Shigeru Miyamoto has had with IGN, talking about whether Super Mario could change in the future, among other things. And yeah, he sort of mentioned that they're challenging themselves to create something new, and there'll be a quote new kind of Mario in about a year or two. So we can kind of assume that that's an NX game. New, so new Super Mario Brothers. Oh, don't don't even well, okay. Not to say that New Super Mario Brothers was bad, but they they rode that ray that wave for a while. So, I mean, I guess they reinvented Zelda in a way that has brought a lot of lapsed fans back into being interested. So, it'd be right. pretty pretty cool if they could do the same with Mario. I I haven't felt as disenfranchised with Mario, but it if they just did another 3D world, I think I would probably not be super excited. So. We'll see. I want the old style collectathon hub worlds type thing again. Mm, like I really miss that. Galaxy. Like sixty four. Grand Theft Mario finally happens. If they did, you know what? If they, if they did, did that in Mushroom City, <laughs> just go around, drive to a golf course, then drive to a cart track. Okay. Well, now, if you think well, about it, the more you talk about this, the more this actually sounds like a great idea. That's the real Super Mario world. I was just yes. going to point out. Mario Kart 8 had a lot of world building. All the carts are actually... <laughs> the tracks are connected. Hmm. Uh, Rainbow Ooh. Road is right above it. You can see them all, all the tracks from there, and the subway connects them all. Oh, no. Oh. So they've got the foundation. Ooh. You heard it here first. That's just the idea. It's Calling like, you know, it. You're playing... You know, you're just running around Mushroom City or whatever it's called. New, new Mushroom York. 
Um, and, <laughs> and then, oh, I'm going to go to the golf course. And then it's seriously just walking to Mario Golf. And now oh, I'm going to go play some tennis. And it's Mario Tennis. I'm like, wow, this is great. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, just to bring it back to what you were saying, Troy, it would be, I think if they did do a Mario 64 or even a Mario Galaxy style game, not that they're too different, like, especially if they did Galaxy 3, as much as I would kind of prefer they did something that's not just Galaxy 3, even if they kept it in the same, like, general sort of concept of you know, collectathon style game, I think that would get so much goodwill that they they could do anything. People would just love that if they say that it's going to be like Galaxy or 64, because people have been pining I mean, for that for years. I mean, if you look at the Breath of the Wild with Zelda, they're going back to the roots in a way that people hadn't considered. Yeah. In terms of the finding a new place to explore. If they can find out, like, distill what makes Mario game Mario and do the same thing. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Because, yeah, Breath of the Wild basically is taking the first Zelda game, the idea of what everyone thought the first Zelda game would be, and then seeing what that could be with current technology. So that would be really, really interesting with, you know, whether... I don't know whether the same sort of idea could match up with like a modern platformer game, but they could surprise us. So the roots of yeah. Mario is the original Mario Brothers, and it's just like <laughs> a remake of that. And then I'll be happy because that's my favorite game. It'll just be a Super Mario competitive game. It'll just be with the current yeah. esports trends. Like, like real talk, I would just like be so happy if they did like a HD version of the original Mario Brothers. I would just explode with joy. Um. I don't know, maybe a first-person Mirror's Edge, Mario. <laughs> really? Oh, no. I like Mirror's <laughs> Edge. I mean, the motion sickness Mario game. Um, uh, I mean, I, look, look, I, you know, I, I, I loved uh, 3D Land, and I'd be happy for more of that, but I don't think the general consensus is that was a good... I, I mean, a lot of people want, like as you said, like the Mario 64 and the Mario Galaxy, whereas I appreciated um, 3D World and 3D Land because they sort of do take it back to the level-by-level level layout of the original Mario games, but presented in a 3D style. Yeah, um, but I mean, my concern is, is that if you just give people what they want, then you're not challenging yourself. Yeah. And Nintendo definitely are in their element when they try something new and unthought of. But- I play a Mario game for really well-designed levels and and like good platforming yeah. action, and I feel moving away from what they are to something completely different might lose a bit of that. I mean, I, mean, it's, I it's, guess it's just one of those things we'll, when we see it, we'll know. Yeah. It's, it's like Sunshine. It's as different from any Mario game as you could want, but I think it loses a bit of the platforming finesse. No, it doesn't. You get to do cool flips and have a jetpack yeah, if you but screw up that, the flips. Yeah, but that, that, that's the thing. That jetpack is a crutch that they um, use for these open, more realistic-looking yeah, I mean, stages. The game was designed around having that jetpack. It's yeah. not like they made the game and went, let's give them a jetpack. Yeah, that kind of defeats the design. But, but yes. I don't know. I, GameCube was all about adding things to classic characters. Like, you look at uh, Luigi, even. He has a backpack-mounted thing as well. Link gets a wand. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Everyone just gets new toys on the GameCube. You're a wizard, Link. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, yes, that's that's about it for the news, I think, for the moment. Uh, So we'll go on a quick break and come back and talk a little bit about all the fun video games that have been coming out recently. And we're back. Um, so now we're going to talk about all the fun video games which have been coming out for Nintendo platforms. There are a couple, surprisingly. Um, we're going to start off with everyone's... I guess it's had a bit of a con- controversial development time with the Kickstarter and lots of fun stuff happening along the way. But Daniel's been playing Mighty Number no. 9 and apparently has some things to say about it that aren't just it is a horrible game. So please, please tell us. So, like, I, I really like Mega Man games. Um, and it's only been the last few years I've really properly sat down and got into them um, as they've come out slowly on the 3DS Virtual Console. Um, but I've always liked playing them. 
Um, and so when this got announced on Kickstarter a few years ago, I backed it. I think I backed it for like $120 or something. I'm still waiting on like some physical stuff from it to arrive. But like, I was really excited for it. And then as the game got closer, there were warning signs there that it looked a bit shit in places uh, and it looked a bit like graphically not what everyone wanted. And then it finally came out last week and it just seemed to be the biggest punching bag of a game I've seen in a long time. Like people were just ready at the door with guns and knives. And like, even though like, I remember watching streams from it and I was like, this actually does look a bit shit and I'm kind of not looking forward to it. Um, but I'd already input, I had on order from Oz Game Shop the retail Wii U version, um, because again, I wanted it and even though I'd already backed it on Kickstarter, but I backed it on Kickstarter for the 3DS version. So who knows what's going on with that? Um, but yeah, I, I, I got it. And so I kind of went in with really low expectations just cause every, just all the response from it, like this probably isn't going to be that good and there's going to be a lot of problems. And then I started playing it. I, I'm using the, um, the Wii U pro controller. Um, I don't know if that makes a difference, but I find that's really good for 2d platformers. And then I found myself not hating it. I actually started to like it. Um, I think I'm currently up to like the seventh, um, I've beaten the seventh boss and I'm enjoying it. I, I don't know if it's just me having a low tolerance for bad games. Cause I think I might have a stigmata of being overly positive for stuff that might not be that good. Um, you do like some really crappy games. Yeah, shut up. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, I mean, I can see a lot of the problems people had with it. Like um, the game, uh, you know, Sequelitis, Stephen. I do. Yeah. So one of the great things about Mega Man X, which is one of my all-time favorite games, um, is that teaches you how to play the game very subtly, just by level design, um, like the first stage, there'll be a bit where you drop, which will force you to sort of slide along the wall. And that's like, oh, so I can actually slide along walls and use that to jump higher. Um, mm. Mighty Number no. 9, it, uh, it kind of feels like it does do that, but then it doesn't. Like, I think uh, um, the first stage I chose was the highway um, because I like the highway stage from Mega Man X. So why not? And... I think I kind of lucked out. That's probably one of the easier levels to get through. But I was still struggling, and that was a big problem. I've seen people just like, you die, um, the checkpoints are rather all over the place, and then after these long levels, you get to the boss only to die and then have to redo it again. Um, thankfully, while I was mucking over the options, because um, I wanted to change the dialogue from English to Japanese, because the voiceover is horrible and can just go away. Um and it's less annoying with Japanese there. I found that there's an option to increase your max lives to nine. So I go, okay, I'll do that. Then I won't die as much. Then I won't have to restart the level as much. And doing that made the game incredibly more playable. Would you say, <laughs> like, is it more than, I guess, a traditional old sort of NES mega game? You're running to the right, you shoot things, and you jump over things. Is there anything more to it? I like. Is there anything more that's added in in the way of sort of like modern controls or new um, mechanics on top of that? I mean, there's the dash mechanic, which I mean, it's. Did Did you play Mighty? Did you play Gun Vault? Not a lot, I have okay. to admit. But so you know how that worked. It's like you would shoot the enemies, and that's not really how you would kill them, though. You'd have to activate your electro field to mm. sort of absorb them. So it's a bit like that. You shoot the enemies, it'll get them into this like sort of weird state that you dash through them um, to increase your combo score. Yeah. And I, I think that's where it sort of upset people. People just really wanted a Mega Man game, but then... And, I mean, Kenji Inafune has been sort of doing this with a lot of his other games, like adding these little extra different mechanics here and there. Um and like, I can see how it would rub people the wrong way, but then I find myself like, I don't know, once you finally get into it, it's, it, it sort of clicks and yeah, I, I don't know. I just really found myself enjoying it. Like, like the platforming feels fine. Um, using the pro controller, it, it's great. Um, the bosses, when you get to them, they're, they're really fun and um, well thought out. Uh, like, you know, it's just avoiding the usual Mega Man, avo um, figure out the pattern, avoid it. Um, and then kill the boss. And I think that's why having nine lives really helped me because if you're only on three lives, you get to the end with one life left and you die. So you don't really get a chance to learn without 
doing it all over again. But on nine, I'm like, oh, well, I, may, I might lose one or two by the time I get to the boss, but I still get time to actually learn how to, the, the, the tells and the signs that the mighty boss is going to do an attack or how to dodge it or whatever. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if, I know that's probably not good game design that I've had to up the lives to learn how to play the game more, but I found in doing that, it just made the game more enjoyable. I mean, that's fair. I'm not going to say you're wrong for enjoying it and I'll reserve judgment because I just, I haven't played it and I don't know that I have any interest in doing so. So I'll just have a zero opinion on it pretty much. But I mean, I think, if, you're, if you're liking it, not all is lost. I mean, I think people went in expecting a lot more from it than, than, than they were going to get. I mean, this game had a lot of expectations on it, just due to Capcom basically ignoring Mega Man for the last few years, and people want a new Mega Man game. But I think in wanting a new Mega Man game, people don't really know what they want. Like, I mean, like, like playing this, like, you know, it's it's easily better than some of the original Mega Man games. Um, it's got a lot of the really. Well, it's well, better than it's better than Mega Man One. Um, okay, fair enough. Better, That's... better than four or five, whichever the dodgy one there was. I mean, I'm not going to say it's better than Mega Man X or um, like Mega Man 2 or 3, but I, th- I think for what it is, like, it's a-, a modern style Mega Man game. It's a good effort. I mean, like, like the graphics could could be better. Like, they look, you know, something out of the PS2 era, I guess. Um, apparently, the Wii U's got frame rate problems, but... Yeah, why have the, you been playing it on, actually? On the Wii U. Oh, okay, so... Yeah. Has it had those performance problems for you? I, I haven't noticed, but I have the worst eye for like frame rate. Like someone was trying to get me to tell the difference between thirty frames and sixty, and I'm like, I can't really tell. Sorry, they they both look like graphics. <laughs> they just I, 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 sure are <laughs> lots of graphics on the screen. Um, I don't know. Part of me thinks that there was just so much expectations on this game, and when it didn't come out as like a triple A, you know, ten out of ten. People just decided, well, this is the worst thing ever. And I think Kenji Inafune's got out to try and make a game that he thinks is good. And I mean, even he admits that the way they handled it all was a big problem. Like trying to develop nine different platforms at the same time mm-hmm. isn't yeah. going to be the smartest decision in the world. But I don't know. I I, I am I am pleasantly surprised and i think by going in with lower expectations because i saw everyone shitting on it i was expecting i'm probably not going to like this i'm probably going to hate it because i do like mega man but i don't know so, I, so basically mighty number no. nine is the batman versus superman of video games well there is this bit where like <laughs> mighty number no. nine and then mighty number no. two are about to fight but he's like, like my mum's name is martha like, no <laughs> mine too um yeah it's Look, I mean, if I had to review it, um, I'd be like, it's mighty number average. It's, huh. it's, 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 it's average. It's not great, but it's average. And sometimes that, that's okay. Fair enough. Well, that's probably about all that can really be said about mighty number nine because neither of the other two of us have really played it. So um, we yeah. will jump on to, <laughs> I guess, for me at least, what has been the biggest release of from a Nintendo platform in a good while. Um, others may disagree, but Tokyo Mirage Sessions is really hard to say, but it's sharp really good FE, as well. Sharp, sharp, sharp FE. FE, not Sharp Fire Emblem, Sharp FE. Get the full um, name. That's that came out last Saturday ish, and yeah, I've been playing it. It's a for anyone who's not aware, it sort of started off as a very vague Shin Megami Tensei cross Fire Emblem. Very, yeah, it was just sort of an idea at one point, as all things are. That sounds so silly. Um, But yeah, what we got in the end was a very, very Persona-inspired... It's basically, yeah, it plays very much like a Persona game with some sort of Fire Emblem set dressing set in a Japanese pop idol world and... I yeah I had no idea what to think of it as it was as I started revealing all this information about the setting and characters over the last year or so, but I'm finding it really really good fun. It's sort of got this the combat that you expect out of a pretty much out of any Atlas RPG at this point, with a lot of taking advantage of enemy weaknesses and having your characters customized with their different their it's not the uh, so mirages yeah so they have their own mirages which can affect which special abilities they're able to use and they can affect the weaknesses and stuff 
And yeah, it, it's really good fun. And coming from me who only discovered Persona recently and it kind of took over my life, it's nice to get back into that kind of game again. It really, really is. Uh, I've also been playing it. I'm up to Chapter 4 currently, and I was expecting to like it, but I actually really love it. Uh, stories kind of throw away, though. Yeah, I'm I'm not disliking the story and stuff, but I think it's It's not- all about the characters, yeah. not so much what they're going through. It's... And probably on the story as well, I think that might be one thing that could possibly be enough to turn off certain people. It's super, super Japanese idol stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's shallow. But I mean, it's it's celebrity life, so really... it's it's literally Japan celebrity life, the game. And I feel like there are some people that would be completely turned off by that sort of theme of just too anime, which I won't argue with. It kind of is, but that's fine with me. The thing about that is that a lot of Japanese anime is tropey, and this definitely is. Yes, yeah, it's... I mean, there's a lot of, like, idol anime out there, like two or three different series, and this... For someone who's enjoying those series, this would be right up your alley story-wise, but don't... If you if you enjoy sort of uh, Shin Megami Tensei Persona games, I think it's good enough to enjoy the game, even if you have to kind of cringe occasionally at some of the story bits. So, Stephen... Yeah. Yes. I'm um so so I'm doing the 24 hour stream in a few weeks um and I'm probably going to be the only Nintendo guy there with like, I'm bring, planning on bringing my Wii U. I was planning on this being one of the games that I would play. Now I'm going to be surrounded by a lot of Xbox and PS4 guys playing their Call of Duties and their hardcore bro games. Not Am you generalizing I, other platform owners as Call of yeah, Duty men, but go on. I know, I know, but um, you there's know, an overlap. Sorry, look, the way I look at it. <laughs> People who play normal games, the stuff that I usually don't play, am I going to get strange looks if I start playing this? Oh, God, yes. Yes. Okay. God, yes. (laughs) Xenoblade it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's some questionable, I don't know, it's just a lot of, I don't even know how to describe it, but there's some, yeah, I don't think it's sort of embarrassing at any point, but there's a few points where I was like, "Mm, is that really necessary? But yeah, but it's, it's not horrible. It's not like... I mean, you were, talk- Honestly, you were talking to me about considering Akiba's trip earlier, so I think you'll be fine. <laughs> like, if you're fine with that, then yeah. you've just gone off the deep end and nothing matters. <laughs> uh, another point to note is um, there's no uh, dub for this, English dub. Yes, yeah, that's a good so point. So people are just going to hear a lot of Japanese gasps that sound a little suggestive <gasps> on their own without context. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the- <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, pr- there's a lot of that. I'm pretty fine with the, um, yeah, just with the Japanese voiceover. I, it probably wouldn't have had the budget to get an English voiceover, being a Wii U title, uh, you know, with the themes and genre that it Which, is. It's not not massive. The reason we're given is because it's set in Japan, specifically Shibuya and like um, Harajuku later on. I guess that that kind of makes sense from a story perspective as well. So it's it's. It's more nice. of a setting thing, because it, it, mm. it's very Japanese, this game. Yeah, like, from what I gather, at least the couple of chapters that I've played are entirely set, set as you say, around Shibuya, and I assume it hasn't changed too much for the chapters that you've gotten up to, Troy? Not really. Like, you unlock Harajuku, where obviously you buy costumes for your characters. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <sighs> but, um, I mean... The other thing I wanted to talk about was the actual how the Fire Emblem part links in. Yeah, is, yeah, please do. I get if you're a Fire Emblem fan, you're probably not going to get that much out of this. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I only have a fairly surface net level knowledge of Fire Emblem, so I'm not the best judge. But everything that I could tell that was Fire Emblem in here, like all of your mirages, which act basically similar to the personas from a Persona game, they are inspired by or they are fire emblem characters but beyond that there's not much more to it oh and each character well, has sort of like their class as well and the weaknesses work along with that as far as yeah I'm well that that was probably the main thing where the fire emblem gameplay intersects is mm. uh about where i'm up to is that you can actually change classes you have oh, master okay. seals and everything oh that's cool so hang on is it only really like fire emblem awakening characters or does it go deeper than that no all the way from the start oh really you've got okay. like characters from shadow dragon and stuff because I mean, uh, most of the screenshots, Kane. Most of the screenshots I've seen, it's been. I'm pretty sure it's um. Oh, not Marf. What's his name? Crom and the Valkyrie. Dodger. Yeah, and um, 
the Virian. The 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 eight year old dragon lady. Tiki. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of. I'd say there's a bias towards awakening because that would have been the zeitgeist at the time of. Uh, I mean, yeah, it uh, make sense. Awakening's what's made Fire Emblem be big. A thing again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I think to begin with. Uh, I'd say Smash did that, and also there were a lot of yeah, GBA, yeah, GBA but, but Fire Emblem games kind of big. big. They weren't as big as Awakening, and Awakening is when the series really exploded in the West. Yeah, it's probably fair. Yeah, it's like a perfect storm of 3DS fans wanting but RPGs, and yeah. In the West, though, like in Japan, the series was doing kind oh, yeah. of okay. Oh yeah. On the other Fire Emblem thing it does is when you level up, it goes... And that was... It took me a minute to work out why I recognised that little jingle, but that was kind of nice. As someone who is... I mean, I haven't... I've tried playing a little bit of Persona 3. I haven't gotten that far into it. But I am a big Shin Megami Tensei fan. How much of Shin Megami Tensei has bled through into this? Like, does it have, like, Jack Frosts and the, the usual yes. monsters? Okay, oh, so I'll be Well, it, you don't fight Jack Frost so far that I've found, but you can go to a shop that has Jack Frost as a mascot. Okay. Yeah, it, this game is full of fan service on both sides. And when, okay. like, like, on the, yeah. like, the battle system, it... It takes some of the stuff that I'm somewhat familiar with from earlier Atlas RPGs. Like it's very focused on taking advantage of weaknesses on the other enemies, and like say and for example in Persona, you get an session extra attacks. turn. Yeah, instead of getting an extra turn, you get session attacks, which are you sort of unlock and equip them. It's to a combo, it. basically. Yeah, 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 basically. Like you can set up each character to have a set of these session attacks that will activate on in certain criteria so you say for example you get a critical hit with a fire attack that will trigger a combo from another character who has a separate attack which will trigger based on that and you can get two or three or probably more later on just attacks that just keep going and it's it's kind of satisfying to watch i've got a couple of characters that have six of these session attacks and they all so it goes on weakness Mm. so if you attack a creature that's weak to fire with a fire attack um, other characters with a fire-based attack will then do their that session attack based on that. Uh, that's pretty much how I have yeah. uh, seen it anyway. It also works with... Because uh, it looks like the session attacks have multiple uh, yes. attack types. So like, if you attack with a sword, someone might have a sword and fire attack. Um, so so well, well, what about the, um, the soundtrack? How, how does that all... Like, that's probably a really big part of um, Persona, I guess, is the soundtrack. How does this compare to, to those? It's good, but it's... Yeah, Persona 4, in particular for me, had a really good soundtrack. Yeah, the, I'm, I feel the same. Sort of, I've played through and listened fairly extensively to the soundtracks of Persona 3 and 4, and they kind of set some expectations in me for this game being so musically themed as it is to have an incredible soundtrack, but it, it has a, a serviceable soundtrack that it's, you know, sets the mood reasonably enough. And the battle theme is, doesn't get on your nerves quickly or anything like that, but it just doesn't. Battle theme I actually quite like. Uh, yeah. I don't mind it. It's, it's pretty okay, but it doesn't, and it doesn't, it doesn't have, stand out like uh, reaching out to the truth. Yeah, it doesn't have the same staying power in my mind. Like, I'm not <laughs> humming it after I finish the game or anything like that, which I did pretty much with every every piece of music in the Persona 3 and 4. It's, yeah, mm. soundtrack's fine. It's, I guess... It's more J-pop-based than J-rock, which the Persona games are. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. And I think they've got a lot of, like, character th- characters' themes will sort of be songs that they are introduced as because they are... They are pop stars in their own right, and so they'll have their iconic songs, which will kind of form their themes, which, I mean, it's kind of cool. Speaking of, have you unlocked the ad-lib performances yet? Not yet. Please do tell. So it's like a random chance. You have no control over when they happen, but every now and then you'll choose an attack, and it will play that song, and they do a much bigger attack. Okay. It's really cool. I look forward to it. And, of course, if your original attack was going to do it set up for a session attack, this one will do it too, just on a stronger start. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that sounds really neat. I look forward to finding that. Um, yeah, little little detail that just, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so um, I'm pretty positive about Tokyo Mirage. Um, it's 
It's one of the games that I'm sure it's going to be very long, apparently about sort of 50 plus hours according to how long to beat. But I think it's one that I'll just keep playing because I'm enjoying it enough. The the dungeons are fun to explore. The combat is genuinely pretty good. And I don't, I'm kind of, I like the characters, not to the same degree as Persona, but they're, they're interesting enough that I don't feel bothered by any of them, I guess. They're, they're good fun and they seem to have uh, story arcs that will get a little bit deeper as time goes on. So, yeah. That's the thing that I really liked about it, is that each chapter is like watching an episode of anime. Yeah, it really Just is. Just a really long one. It, yeah, really long. But like how it has the you know the intro, the the um outro, I guess, and it has sort of an intermission in between each chapter so you can clean up side quests and stuff. I like yeah, quite like that structure. It's not the same like day to day structure, but it still, you know, keeps things compartmentalized into their own little story arcs, I guess, which is quite nice. And the side stories are pretty simple and uh, worth doing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, pretty positive. Um, I think that's probably about all we have to say there, unless you had anything more to add. No, I'd say get it if you're a JRPG fan. Yeah, if you're a JRPG fan, I'm sure you can look past the J-pop stuff if that doesn't float your boat. And if it does, then you're set. It's good. Good for that. Um so yeah, lastly, as far as games we've been playing, there's one that I hadn't heard of until this evening <laughs> that Daniel has been singing the praises of all evening. Oh. So please take it away. Tell us what this I'm wonderful surprised. game is. So you clearly don't look at my Twitter account because I've been posting screen caps of this. Like, what the hell am I looking at? Um, so I really like real-time strategy games and that extends to tower defense games. Um, there have been like, Almost zero of note on the 3DS, um, which after the DS had a reasonably decent library. Um, so I first saw of this game in a Japanese Nintendo Direct last year, and like thought, there's no hope of this coming out because it is the most insane Japanese-looking game I have ever seen. And the game is The Battle Cat Pop. And it is a game where you command hordes of... Apparently they're cats. Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently they're a horrible <laughs> abominations of science and magic in the form of cats. And you command these misshapen, white, drawn outline things and send them forward to go attack your enemy. Your enemy, by the way, isn't like, you know, some foul beast. It's like, oh, I'm attacking Singapore. Okay, sure, let's attack Singapore with this horde of cats while they defend themselves with, like, crocodiles and dogs or these little hordes of stick people or, um, I don't know, a giant bloody elephant and then they, like, the the monsters will come out of their one and then the cats will come out of yours and they'll meet in the middle and eventually you have to sort of, like, you know, a game of tug of war or whatever, just push past their light, like, push them all back to their ba- base and then destroy their base. It's, did it's a did very Singapore s- do something to deserve all these cats? I don't know, as much as Cambodia, I guess, because that's where we went to next. <laughs> and then we beat up Australia and then like we, we ignored New Zealand because screw those guys. Um, and then Madagascar and it's been, yes, okay. And now I think I'm up to Norway. I'll make sure to include your Twitter profile at the end so all of our yeah. New Zealand listeners <sighs> can just tell you exactly what they think of you. Go for it. Go for it. Um, I don't give a shit. I'll block a lot of you. Um, I mean, from from the look of the trailer, <laughs> it looks very similar, at, I guess, on a base level to Swords and Soldiers or even oh, sort of totally. the recent um, the recent Metal Slug game on iOS. I don't know if you've played, but it sort of has a similar uh, structure where you just have one side, the other side, and you just kind of throw enemies at each other until yeah, they fight each other and Pretty win. much. Like, like, I'm, I've probably put about four or five hours into it so far. Um and I'm up to a point now where I'm sort of noticing most battles go the same. I'll build my one stock unit, like my, my, my starter cat, um, who I've upgraded. He just starts with like this normal little blob cat thing with like four legs and ears. And then you can actually um, power him up using XP you get from matches. And he's now got two big muscle builder arms coming out the side, and he's a macho cat. I'm like, okay. Of course. Of course. Of course. course. Trogdor. Yes. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then, so I'll send one of them out, and then I'll send out my um, my wall cap, which is like a really tall one that's square shaped and takes more damage. And then I'll send them out. Shouldn't and, they be called long cat? Um, the, there I is think a they long cat is long. 
there's <laughs> there's a cat which is called Gross Cat, and it has like really really long legs, and it just and it's like that. That is a nightmare. Oh. Um, and then there's a cow cat that looks like a cow but has a cat's face and runs forward really fast. And then there's this other one which is like a floating lady's body, but then with a the cat head on it and it does long reach. It's it's fucking weird. It's mm. like someone's nightmare and it's amazing and it's just like I'm just giggling just just reading <laughs> just the descriptions of them. I mean like the game is just so tongue in cheek. Like it starts with an opening dialogue about something about we've decided to like these cats came, we don't know where, but they fought and then we use them to fight and I, I don't know. I just like cats. That's why the game's got cats in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you've ever had a dream of just throwing various kinds of cats at world world capitals, then now you can do it. Yeah, yeah on the finally. eShop today. I mean, like, like, like there's this other. It's like that. It's somebody's nightmare. Go buy it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Box I, quote, I am, it's a nightmare. D- despite all of that, <laughs> I'm actually really enjoying it. it. It's a really fun game. I mean, like, as I said, there are zero real time strategy games of note on, on the on the 3ds, and it. It's a ton of fun. It's it's silly, yes, um, but I think the silliness is half the fun of it. And I mean, it, it's a fine line to draw with comedy. Sometimes it just comes across as you know, like the, those that meme run game. It's like that's just stupid. You've tried to make it funny, mm-hmm. but it's just annoying. Whereas this is like, you know, I'm sort of giggling at this. Like I, I unlocked a cat called the Pogo Cat, and it's basically just a cat on a pogo stick, and he bounces forward, and it just looks amazing. Or the I've, first thing I thought of art style wise was WarioWare. Yeah. It's that or rhythm heaven, heaven. It's that kind of zany stupidness, and it's no surprise this came from Japan. I mean, it's the most Japanese of games ever. I'd love um, to have been in the like a fly on the wall of the meeting where they came up with the various cat types. Like, yeah, just very stern faces, just like okay, we need some. So, cats. so there's this cat type. I can't remember what he was called before, but he was like a warrior cat, and he had like armor and all this. And it says this cat is very into cosplay. He has bought this armor he has found, and will use it to battle the enemies. And then I upgraded him, and now he's called Four Cat. And the description is: Having found the internet, this cat has custom ordered armor and weaponry, strong against red enemies. Okay, <laughs> sure. Oh man, um, they all have the little story. It's yeah, and. That's great. Yeah, it's just so much just work gone into it, and it, you know it's completely harmless and stupid and fun. And sometimes that's what you need in video games. You need harmless, stupid fun. So cool. yes, cool. I, I give this. You know, I would give this a six out of five easily. That's not right. That's a perfect the, six out of five. The game's not right, Stephen. It it, it gets <laughs> it gets five bananas out of ten mangoes. Cool. Well, with that, (laughs) we'll go on in one more quick break and come back to clean everything up. So we're back. So we're just going to finish everything off. There's been a couple of things going on on the site, considering how generally uneventful Nintendo's been recently. We've got some reviews and things going on to hopefully keep everything exciting. Um, So the reviews that are up, we got one of Fire Emblem Fates, and I assume that, as far as I'm aware, that covers all of the Fire Emblem releases of late. Uh, There's Tokyo Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE. <laughs> which we have a review for, which we managed to get that before, uh, you know, before the actual game came out. What a what a surprise! We sure have our our source who is managing to get lots of games real, real early, I believe, from Japan. So that's nice. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of Japan games, there's also a review for um, Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix. Oh yes, I think we mentioned that last time. But yes, oh, that is also there too. Um, and I believe Troy did the review of Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. Uh, for 3DS, not Wii U. Okay, so for 3DS specifically. No rugby for me. Oh, poor you. 
<laughs> I know. Um, and yeah, on top of that, there's the regular just general news every week. We've got a painstakingly put together eShop update so you know exactly what's coming out and sometimes how much it'll cost if we can work that out. <laughs> Take, it's a lot of effort, so have a look at that if you're interested. Um, we've got Daniel, who has been, you know, as he always does, working on his Touching is Good videos, which anything to say on that front? Uh, latest one is, um, I'm surprised, I'm actually sort of almost just under monthly. Um, latest one is on Dragon Quest 4 and 5 for the DS, um, re- two really good games. Um, look at the video, like, subscribe to the YouTube page. Um, next video, I've got all the footage for it, the script's probably like a third done, um, so I need to finish off that and hopefully have that up before I do my um, 24-hour gaming marathon in a few weeks. Which, um, by the way, there's a post on the Facebook page. I think it's been pinned now. Um, which, just a brief video of me just trying to sell or just explain what's happening. And it's also got all the links to the um, donation stuff on there. So check out the Facebook page and donate money because it's for a good cause, the MS Society of Australia. Um, yay. Cool. And as well as that, we've got uh, Troy has some news about uh, how we're... Gosh, how do we even describe it? We have a Discord server, and Troy's going to talk about that a bit. Yeah, so Discord is basically IRC meets Skype. Um, You have rooms to chat in and voice chat, because Nintendo games famously (laughs) don't have that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we've got servers in there for Splatoon, Mario Kart, uh, Smash Brothers, and um, with Monster Hunter Generations coming out in... A week or so, two weeks, uh, would be a good time to try and find some fellow hunters. So yes, right Steven. now it's private. Hit me up on Twitter at Stu Review. Um, ask for an invite. I'll send one to you. Then I'll probably make it public soon as well with all the details. And so, yeah, it seems I've had a little bit of a look myself. I haven't been super active recently, but I've I have had a squiz. And yeah, it just seems like it'll be a really neat place to. To talk with other people when interesting Nintendo things happen specifically, I've, like, personally, I've gotten a bit sick of live tweeting. Like, I just don't (laughs) feel the need to spam people who follow me with just stuff that means nothing an hour later. But, you know, if you have a bunch of people all excitedly typing things into a a chat room in a Discord server, that might be much more fun. So that could be a fun use of it when that happens. Yeah, I imagine if they do a Nintendo Direct anytime soon, it'll be a good place for us to just... You know, chat, talk about it, make jokes, whatever. Yeah. Let's make a community, guys. Yeah, pretty much. We need that. The forums are still there, but not terribly active anymore because who uses forums anymore? But this could be the next thing. Yes, all three of you. We love you very much, (laughs) but sorry. We've got new things which might be even better. Um, and so, yeah, that's pretty well about it for, for this episode of the Vookcast. Uh, I have been Stephen. If you are interested in what I have to say, I'm on Twitter and everything else as at Stephen Impson. Uh, Daniel is at WorthIntendo. Spell that, please. W-O-R-T-H-I-N-T-E-N-D-O. Thank you. And Troy is at Review on most things from what I can gather. Um, and, yeah, that has been us. I hope everyone has a great time doing the things that they do and we'll see you next time we're about bye good night peace 2016 oh. <laughs> 2016 blaze it <laughs> that's not right <laughs>